Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast, where we'll be breaking down today the Golden Bachelor Episode 2. Wowie, zowie. (laughs) This episode was incredible. Anyone who watches this episode, in my opinion, um, will be hooked and will be watching every single week. Last week... I loved it cute but it was night one for me and now that we are in this uh, I'm dying for more Ben I know that you feel the exact same way you know I'm interested Ashley I do feel the same way I, I am interested in in your reaction because I can tell there's a difference in your energy I and, know I know you know the I think last week uh, I came in hot fired up oh man it's on TV finally it's super exciting and and you didn't hate it, but you... No, I liked it. But I was like, okay, I liked it. I honestly didn't feel a ton different from a regular night one. I just love that this week we started to like see the, di- the big differences in the age. In the, what do you the mean histories, by that? The histories. The histories. So the stories, the past experiences, uh, talking about... Uh, the past and the things that have happened, uh, though that is the those are the moments that really pulled something out of you. And the way that Gary was so receptive to them, this man's kindness and warmth and active listening, just uh, this is where he got to shine. The way that he like uses the the women's names, like he's like, oh Nancy, and like mm. just relates to it in just the most wonderful way. Oh, this was great. And it was so freaking fast. The 40 minutes, which it is with the commercials, you're just dying for more. And like my mom has always said, leave people wanting more. Yeah, I do think it's a little fast. I think that's my biggest complaint right now is I would say it feels uh, like there can be no story development. Uh, It kind of flies through. We get bits and pieces of a few women each episode but we don't get an overarching um we don't get like a secondary story we get the main stories of each woman but we don't get the behind the scenes stories really like uh maybe we do on the other shows well we only had a one one one-on-one and a group date we didn't have the third date that's that's a good point that was missing 
I think this show is only going to get better. My point is not that, hey, I think it's a bit massive mistake. I get it. I leave people wanting more. You know, I think it's good with Paradise, obviously, uh, coming along for the ride now of The Golden Bachelor. It's it's good to keep it short. I just think now the episodes are going to get better because there's going to be less people. And as there's less people, um, they can really start to expand on some of these storylines that maybe we haven't gotten full pictures of yet. I do want to highlight before we break down one section of um, before we kind of break down the episode, there is one moment that really stood out to me with Gary this episode, Uh like really blew me away. His reaction to when I I don't know the the woman's name, um, but she gave him a compliment and he looked up this guy. He goes, oh, my gosh, (laughs) that is such a nice thing to say about me. That means so much. And it was with this like almost cartoonish genuineness, meaning it was like, and it felt like a very big overreaction to something that was said, but there was a genuineness that makes me go, this is just who he is. He is appreciative. How did they find this man? (laughs) He is such a freaking treasure. Uh, Okay. So I'm thinking like, how frustrated do you think that the whole like ABC team is? That this show is an hour and Bachelor in Paradise is two hours. No, I don't think they're, I don't think they're, fr- I, yeah, I'm sure they're like, goodness gracious. I think this was such a risk and such a test for them that they knew going in, this was either going to be a massive hit or a massive failure. And and I think they've, they've uh, kind of hedged their bets. Could it have really been a massive failure? I never thought so, but I know they did. Because thinking about like what the ratings of like Zach and Charity season how could how could this be a failure? It would have matched. It would have absolutely matched those ratings. I feel. I like. know they they. I mean, I know they've had shows, right? They've had many yeah. of shows that they've created. Actually, they think are going to be huge successes that never even get off the ground. I think TV's hard, and I think this show is so new and so different that I do think there was that risk that maybe nobody would tune in. Maybe people are just over network network TV. But as as we've mentioned, the show is crushing all of those things. I think it's yeah. changing the way people see network television. I I actually believe people will look back on the Golden Bachelor and be like, we designed content based on that show because of the success of that show. And we're going to get these great heartwarming shows that tell really incredible stories, that have elements of drama, that have elements of emotion, elements of a little suspense because of the Golden Bachelor. I think it's yeah. that big a show. It could change Hollywood. Because they always, you know, actors and actresses always complain that once they hit a certain age, they can't get roles anymore. And talk about maybe tapping into some desire that people have to watch older romance movies, romance movies with older, you know, leads. Sure. But but let's just tell you guys, if you haven't listened to the headlines episode this week, we do dive deep into the ratings of this series. And I think that the ratings are going to go up even more because if you had caught this this episode and i know we don't really like channel surf very much anymore but if somebody told you you got to watch the golden bachelor and you end up watching episode two i feel like you are in for the whole ride yeah you're not stopping ashley uh before we get kicked off here and we do need to get kicked off and break down the episode i do want to ask you a very inappropriate weird question oh my goodness yeah um you're my go-to for all these questions in my life that i can't ask my wife or that maybe i forgot to ask her before she left for work and then I You're like, to how you. much plastic surgery do the ladies have? No, I, that's not my question yet. Um, <laughs> because like I said, last week's episode, there's some filler in those cheeks. <laughs> go for it, girls. Go for it. You know, uh, my question is this. Gary is obviously a handsome man. He's very sweet. He's very kind. Do you think people your age are watching this with any type of like a- attraction to Gary? Or is it more of a kind of a fatherly grandfatherly like love and admiration and just the sweetness of Gary or is there or do you think the majority is like goodness gracious he could leave you know he he, he could be around for a while like I like this guy I would actually be on this show too if they would allow you know 30 year olds I have the perfect answer to this question so I was watching last night with my sister and my friend was here and she was looking at the tv And she just could not stop talking about how attracted she was to him and like how she literally said that like he's the bachelor that she would most want to get in bed. (laughs) I don't even take that offensively. Like I get it. I mean, he's a good looking fellow. I mean, I get it. I get it. 
I get it. But like, I mean, not for me, like there's a quite a number, like, you know, I was on the show and very attracted to Chris souls. And there's so many of my very attractive friends that, you know, like personally, I like to date more within my age range <laughs> Sure. when I used to date. And, but, but my sister's the exact same way. She just thinks that he's so hot and I, I don't, I, I get it. I get it. But I, I also personally would, you know, I like more my age range, but and then just to like, draw a full picture we were at dinner last night and these two ladies in their 70s came up to us and they were like so sweet they're like you girls are so pretty and the the, the women didn't even know i was on the bachelor and for some reason the golden bachelor comes up and she goes oh yeah that guy can like get it the 70 year old woman goes oh that golden bachelor he can get it Goodness, it's bringing out a side of people I've never known or seen or heard people talk about. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, it's 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 opening my eyes to a whole new world. I, I just learned too much, so much. I I wasn't going to be surprised if you said that you thought your friends um, were actually attracted to Gary. Uh, I think he would find that unique and different and something he's never experienced. <laughs> I know my wife watches it, and she has this just like love for grandparents. Yeah, she does uh, because of her grandparents. And she just like is is more in the like sweet like, oh, he's like, I just I just want to protect him kind of like I just love him and I just want him happy kind of thing. Yeah. But my wife is also not, you know, she isn't um, as like forward or expressive or, you know, she doesn't think in maybe the ways that, every, you know, everybody else does. She's unique in her in the way that, you know, she doesn't hadn't really dated until we got married. And so yeah, she has well, just same. a different kind of like, yeah, uh, perspective on life and thought when it comes to these things. But I wasn't going to be surprised that, you know, college campuses that are now watching the golden bachelor at watch parties are watching this and the girls are going, Oh my gosh. Like I, this is the first time I felt like I've, I watched this, 70 year old on TV and I'm like, yeah, he's pretty attractive. See, or that's he's really so funny. Sweet. Exactly. Like I have an appreciation for it. I'm like, Jess, like he's very handsome. He's so sweet. Like I would love to have him as part of my family. Yeah. But and show I, him off. I just, yeah. Like I just am that girl who's always just been like, Oh, is he within like 10 years of my age? Okay. Then yeah. But like even yeah. 10 years seems like a stretch to me. I just like am the personality that I feel like we need to like generationally relate yeah, hot Uncle Gary. That's who he could be in my family is hot <laughs> yeah. Uncle Gary. Uh, okay, we're going to take a break here, Ashley, before we start breaking down uh, the episode. I do want to tease this. There is something about Gary that uh, gave Jessica and I the ick. What? Really? We're going to talk about it when we get back. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I think breaking down The Golden Bachelor, Ashley, is best done in kind of highlights because they're, it's a short episode, right? I agree. And we, it's just like flashes. It's flashes. And, and the, the, some of the things here is the girls are waking up in the mansion, which is really fun for me to watch because the mansion is, um, is a lot. I, I don't know about your experience in the mansion, but when I was on The Bachelorette, they did not make those rooms as nice and cute and like as they did for these women. I mean, those rooms look pretty nice. <laughs> I was like, when I was there, it kind of looked like a like a like a a bad dorm room. Yeah, I was like, "What's up with the plush comforters and like the cute matching stuff? Like, where ours Throw definitely pillows? looked like more of like a like a campsite in, yeah. the, in the bunk room." Yeah, and they never got shown on TV. You know, I've yeah. talked many times about you know the interesting part about the mansion, mm-hmm. and I do think that the viewers. We're kind of shocked by the bunk bed situation. I get it. I understand that, uh, you know, having bunk beds for these women is crazy. But the mansion is not that big upstairs. There is not many rooms. There's very few bathrooms. And the bathroom and I is know, my always issue. Yeah. Yeah. There's only a few bathrooms. We've talked about it before. Yeah. When you have a bunch of guys on a show, weird things happen in those bathrooms and those bathrooms become disgusting absolutely disgusting you guys are weird i gotta say you guys are weird we're very odd we're very odd you know like i don't know why it would get disgusting but knowing jared uh, yeah like you guys just like have a thing i don't know let's not get into it we do have a thing and uh (laughs) things get weird exactly like i'm like i never would have known that things get weird in the bathroom until like what you like, can ask jared all I, about it do i have to bring a blue light in the bathroom or something a hundred percent you should but these women <laughs> walk in um you know again i talked about it last week and i won't go far into it this week but i do think it's really fun probably for all these women to have sleepovers i'm imagining because i don't know how often they have like sleepovers now in their life uh maybe maybe every once in a while their friends get together and they're like hey let's go on a girl's trip but they all seem very excited to be in this mansion. There was no complaining, really, um, like we see in other seasons where they entered in the mansion. And you know it, even if it wasn't shown on television. Like when you, when the guys or the girls walk up for the first time, they're like, 
this is where we're staying. Yeah. Like, like there is a lot of complaining that's it's kind done. of like that. But at the same time, it's like also so surreal to see your name on the bunk that you're just like, it's fine. I can't believe I'm here. And that you just yeah. got through a rose ceremony and all that. But yeah, you're definitely like, believe me, I must have said out loud, like the bathroom situation. Like, how am I supposed to go in privacy? Like, how am I supposed to even shower in privacy? Because I've just been that girl. I've always been that person that's like, <clears throat> nobody sees my naked body. Not because I'm not confident. In it. It's just like a very private yeah, you're not when you get into that mansion. Everything is wide open. Everything is to be seen. Everything is shared. Every, like There's people in and out at all times. It is a very weird experience. Uh, but we do see the women enter into the mansion. And then we see Gary pull up. Uh, Gary is shining. I mean, this dude is... Talk about him hitting his peak. I don't know if we'll see another peak for Gary this season. But him pulling up in that vintage convertible up and t- up to the mansion, uh, to me, I was just like, yeah, this like you could not have picked anybody better. You can't. No, you couldn't. No, I mean, no. he's he's so he's just so good at it. He's so relaxed in a position he's that would so be so good. That's I was saying throughout the entire episode. Yeah. How is this dude who's plucked from obscurity so comfortable in front of the cameras, so comfortably emotionally in front of the cameras? Just if there's an ease about him it's incredible Ashley I asked the producers um yesterday at a phone call with some of them and I said hey did you give Gary more training than you would have given me like did you prep him in a different way or you know have the procedures to getting the person ready to be the lead changed I mean we also have to remember Gary wasn't a part of a previous season right yeah. he, he is the start so he does yeah, not have so the camera experience we always have a trial run basically with the lead they were picked because they are comfortable with the camera because they're dynamic and like people are drawn to them through the screen they didn't even know they didn't give me any more training than they would have given me like there was some conversations about Gary how do you feel about this are you ready I do think it comes down to life experience and wisdom that helps him navigate this because I don't think there's any conversation that he's going to be in or any moment that he's going to be. I'm sure he's nervous, but I don't think he's going to be um, surprised. Like, I don't think he, I think he's probably been through all of these before, right? He sat down with people who have experienced loss. He's walked into rooms where there's uh, a bunch of people with their eyes on him uh, as a, as a business owner, I'm sure he's given talks and speeches to his team, you know, as he stands up in front, I just think he has the experience, which, uh, I think he's uniquely good at it. I, I don't want to yeah. discredit his, him as a person here, but I do think life experience probably plays into this a little bit. How do you think that the producers interacted with him being him being an elder? Cause normally we're peers, if not, they're a couple years older than us. I, uh, I've asked this question too okay. to the people that would be in the know. Um, you know, with my season, there's some leads that really want to be coached. You know, they want to have a producer there. They want to take the break and walk away from conversations and be like, hey, how do you feel about what's going on? Is, you know, is there a question I should ask? Is there something I should say? Or, you know, in past seasons, sometimes the lead are like, I would love for you to step in during these dates and kind of help us along because it's uh-huh. going to get awkward. Uh, when I started my season, one of the conversations we had was I said, I'd like you to leave me alone um, because if it gets awkward, let it get awkward. Um, you know, that's just part of it. If it's not awkward and kind of in a rhythm, uh, then let us let us sit there in that in that rhythm. Like, I don't want to be getting pulled. I don't want you to kind of make this less real than it already feels. Mm-hmm. And they said with Gary, he didn't really know what to ask for. Right. He didn't know that he was gonna, he he would he wanted them to stay away. They said they didn't have to be around. Like they could have never even been there. Like he just did this. Like he asked the right questions. He was engaged. He was interested. And so, no, I don't think they treated him differently other than the fact that they just stepped back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Which is, which I think does bring, um, you know, I, I, I would give, if I would give my, 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 the season of the bachelor, I was on one compliment, uh, because I did it. I was in it. Like there was a a realness to it. There was a vulnerability and a legitimacy to each conversation because they weren't coached. And I think we're seeing that with Gary where you're like, he's not just trying to pull out everybody's really deep stories. Um, There's other conversations going on that matter to him. And there's a, there's a, a genuineness to these conversations that I think we can tangibly feel as we watch on the screen because it isn't coached. 
Yeah, I completely agree. All right, well, let's get into that first date with Teresa, who was one of the two that he kissed on night one. She made a comment. She was like, you kissed me. I was like, girl, you kissed him, but okay. (laughs) Revisionist history. Uh, Their date was very cute at a Mm -hmm. diner, and I, I was pointing out the fact that their date was actually probably the length of a normal first date. They left at night. They went to a, di- a diner, there was a mm-hmm. dance afterward, and they went home. It wasn't this whole all-day process, and I kind of liked that. Sure. I think it was, and, and I think Gary relating it back to kind of his, I mean, the fact that he's 70 years old and that he's, you 72 know, said, I, now. 72, that he used to take people to diners, mm-hmm. uh, I think was cute. I, I do think we would be remiss if we did not talk about uh, the car ride there. The car ride, yeah. Which they were petrified. I was like, guys, it was, were they scared of the convertible factor or just driving in LA? Ashley, this is the brilliance of the show coming out, right? There's no producers in that car. There's no producers in his ear. This is just the two of them probably forgetting that they're even on camera because there's like a little GoPro, GoPro. Yeah. in the side. They've probably totally forgotten it. And they're in their 70s, right? In late 60s. And so... You know, I don't know if your parents are this way yet, but I my parents don't love to drive at night. Like they have night yeah, glasses. Oh my gosh. My mom like won't drive at night now. I'm like, yeah. mom, I land at this time. And she's like, well, I can't see at night. So, you know, I'll have Lauren pick you up. <laughs> so this is such a real moment where we're like, this is, I'm, I was dying laughing, but also feeling for the two of them because they are so nervous because he's in a convertible and he keeps saying on the in LA, you know, in the busy highway, you know, on the interstate driving through traffic. He goes, it's crazy. It's wild. Like this is such <laughs> this a real adventure. This, this is an adventure. adventure. <laughs> and it's so cute. And you know that when she put her hand on his shoulder, he was just calm. He said, you know? I appreciate that. Oh, oh my God. That's so I mean, sweet. This is stuff we don't like, get with the, the other show. show. Like, that would just be like a, yeah, you're putting my arm on your shoulder because you think I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. Picture this. Picture this. I, I am the bachelor. I go on my first date with somebody. We're driving a convertible, which we did. We just happened to have Kevin Hart yeah. and Ice Cube in the backseat. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, at the time, it was Kayla Quinn. She puts her hand on my shoulder. Like, how weird would it have been if at the end of that, I said, hey, when, when you put your hand on my shoulder, it, it just... Re- it just really it meant a lot. It really calmed me. Like I, you, I could have, I could have said that, but he can because it's so real and it's so relatable. And we all know our parents and grandparents who feel the same way and would say the same thing. And we would go, that's just sweet. So sweet. So at, of course the dinner, they discuss, um, the losing, the, the loss of their spouses she was married to her high school sweetheart for 32 years. His kidneys weren't good. And she just talks about how um, she like had like three days kind of knowing that it was going to be the end. And she got a call from him that she wasn't doing well at home. And then she watched him take his last breath mm. at home. And he's been gone for eight years now. And just the way that, you know, they're able to relate on stuff like this. It's quite beautiful and so sad. Well, and we've seen this, right? This is not a um, this is not a unique, you know, situation for so many of them at this point in mm-hmm. their life. And I think, you know, for 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 me, and I sit there with my wife, and I now get to watch this. As I mentioned, I'm I'm very just excited that I get to watch it with Jess, and that we're both so into it. And um, when these stories get presented. Like it does bring up a different conversation for us of, Hey, like this is a reality for so many and this is really hard. And, <laughs> and, you know, life is, you know, life is short and we got to take advantage of these times. Like this is what comes from the show for me is those like, wow, hon, like this could be you one day sitting there. And like, how would you um, want to handle that next season of life for, for yourself? And like, yes, it's not fun to talk about. And yes, it's weird to talk about, but it is what brings out these conversations come out of watching this because in, when you're, when you're engaged in the show, you are obviously talking about the show at every turn and every moment. And you're saying, Oh my gosh, how sweet is it that they were so nervous to drive there. And then she brings this up and you go, honey, like we've never talked about what 
I dream for you if this were to happen to, to you, you one say? day? What's your answer? You know, I, I think at that point in time, like I'm gone. You know, I want her to continue on with the with the memory of me, which would be amazing. Like if she had such um, uh, like admiration, but I also don't want her to be alone. Like mm-hmm. I would never want her to be alone and she, she doesn't want to be alone, but she can't even think about it. Right. She can't even get yeah, there. See, it, I, as you say this, I just think like, I don't want to think about it at this point because I don't know what I would be like at that age. Like, I don't know what I would feel like at that age, but if it happened now, Oh God. Yeah. This is the stuff that comes out of this. And yes, that feels heavy and dark, but then the show brings us back to really great moments, which is obviously then the, the, the people dancing in the diner and, the two of them having fun and holding their hands across the table and, the, it was and the saying hands across the table. It's like uh, cemented in my mind now as one of the Why? most, I don't know. There was something about that. Like an iconic scene. Yeah. It's like a core memory of <laughs> the golden bachelor. Now just the, the holding hands so tightly, like in like we're in solidarity and not in like a romantic sense, but more of like the I'm there for you sense that you yeah. don't see on the regular show. And also, um, there's that moment where he, there's two here. We got a quote here. It says a gentle touch and a few words, and they are back to hopefulness in their future. In the future. Yeah. Gentle touch and a few words. They're back to hopefulness in the future. Yeah. I mean, and I think the, the holding hands is symbolic in a lot of ways, Ashley, because neither of them want to be where they're at, right? Neither of them dreamed of sitting across a table with somebody new. Nobody dream. Neither of them really dreamed of being on this show. This wasn't a a, a plan. This wasn't a, a a want for them. But they they find themselves in this moment, and so in this moment, what are they going to do? They're going to make the best of it, and they're going to sit there and be like, "I got you." Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm here. No matter what this plays out like, no matter if we end up together or not. Like I just want you to know, you're not alone. Which is what we talk about on this podcast so often, right? Is the the desire to help people feel less alone. And I think this moment that holding the hands is symbolic of the golden bachelor in a lot of ways, because it is showing you're not alone. Like, mm-hmm. I know this sucks. I know you don't want to be here. I, I know this is, you're making the best of a really yeah, terrible like situation. Like the backup plan. Yeah. This is not, this is not what you would have dreamed of, but we're here. So what are we going to do with this? Mm-hmm. We're going to hold each other's hands. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do this thing as best we can. And then we're going to see if possibly maybe you and I can spend the rest of our days together. And then I'm going to lean across the table and say, I really like you. And that oh. was also powerful. <laughs> so good. It was so, it was good. so adorable. adorable. And I wanted to, I want to know this. And I know this may sound really like naive and like immature or young of me. But when he says, I really like you. Is yeah. he saying like, I really appreciate you as a person and I love being in your company? Or do you think he's like, you give me butterflies and I'm going to think about you in bed tonight? <laughs> I'm well, not going to think about you in bed, like sexually, <laughs> but like, I'm going to like daydream of you when I'm about to go to sleep. I, I, I think it's, I think it's mostly at this point. I think he's just still in shock that he's even sitting here and he's just like, I like everybody like this is, <laughs> I've never had this much attention in my life. I'm into you and I'm into you and I think you're great. And I think you're great. And I would like to assume, because I'm selfish, that uh, Gary uh, has a similar thought process that I had, where it's like, you know, no matter what, I just hope that all these women here feel um, like they matter a little bit, a lot of bit, and that I'm really thankful they came. All right, group date. We have a, um, a photo shoot with Franco, because of course we do, and of course we have another wedding sh- dress date, and I... I'm sitting here with my friend Naz, who was a producer on the show. And I go, oh, my God, the wedding dress. And she's like, the reason they do it is because it always pays off because there's always some emotion in it. And that's so now I'm like, OK. And he, yeah. she's like, here we are with Nancy. Nancy's getting emotional because the last time she was in a wedding dress, of course, was when she married her husband, who's now been gone for quite some time. And he just she, she he's just the freaking cutest the way that he came up to her just being like, is it me? Is it the yeah. situation? And I was like, of course it's not you, Gary. And then when they shared the story about, 
you know, the wedding dress, bringing back the the memory of the best day of her life. And then he was like, it hits you out of nowhere. I had this moment where I was walking by a batch of cinnamon cookies and it made me break down because my wife used to make cinnamon balls and their bond over this was just perfect. Then he gives her the, the group date rose. And I love the way the women don't really get jealous over the group date rose. They're just like, oh, good for her. You know, as long as I'm here at the end of the day. Uh, I think the one word was, uh, I love Nancy. She deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. It's adorable. Yeah. I mean, the photo shoot, you know, you and I have talked about it many seasons. It's not something that like fires us up, but I do think you touched on the most important part is that Nancy's emotions came out. And I think once again, we saw Nancy or this situation become very real uh, I will say that I don't think Nancy's going to be around for a while, not because she gets sent home, but I do think I could see it in her eyes as a fan without knowing anything that it just gets overwhelming for her, that it's, mm-hmm. it, this becomes too much. And, you know, as much as she's ready for it, that this whole thing, it felt like she was sitting there being like, I, I don't know, like I wasn't ready or I'm not ready or maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, I can vibe But that. she does get the group date rose. Uh, the final scene of the episode is that Gary uh, has a birthday party thrown for him. Uh, everybody's celebrating him. It's really fun to see. Uh, I hope it was a lot of fun. Sometimes those parties at the mansion are so awkward and weird. And unco- but this doesn't feel that weird and uncomfortable. Like, is this the cocktail party? And it was. Yeah, it was the cocktail party. Um, so it replaced it. We did have a massive um, uh, character and person I really liked. Uh, I didn't know if they were best for Gary, but I really liked her. Natasha. Natasha um, was hilarious. I'm at really the end sad. Of the episode, yeah. One of the greatest. So yes, she gets eliminated at the rose ceremony, but one of the greatest moments of franchise history is at the end when she's just like, why don't we have stools? We need yeah. stools. We are sixties and seventies and we can't stand in a rose why ceremony. And her passion about it was like every, Every girl who's ever been on the show was like, yes, Natasha, not just you guys, which you especially should have stools, but maybe all of us should have stools because those things last way too long to be standing still in heels. I love that she said it. And I, I think it would have been a great ad for this show. I think it'd be hilarious for all of them to be sitting down. Like I think it would be in the next row ceremony. Could you imagine the next row ceremony? They all have stools, which stools is going to look classy. Get some velvet stools. I think it would be a great idea. I really like Natasha. In fact, halfway through this episode, I told Jess, she is my favorite because I just love when she comes on television. She's always having a good time. Mm-hmm. She's always making good jokes. She's always there to like, um, to brighten up whatever is going on. And so I am sad that she's gone. But the ones that are left uh, are April, Leslie, Joan. Which, let's e- just a quick, quick mention about Leslie because he does corner her and say, how does it feel to present yourself in such a sexy way? Oof. Oof. I know. I mean, that's good I was stuff. like, whoa, he's got the, he actually, see, he likes her. So he's got the hots for her. Yeah. He Leslie, wants to make out. Leslie's on his mind. Joan, yeah. Edith, Ellen, Sandra, Susan, Christina, Faith, Nancy, April, Kathy, uh, and obviously Teresa are left uh, going into next week. Uh, in the next week's preview, we got a hair, hot air balloon date. Uh, we do see Kathy getting emotional. Women are starting to get jealous, which I did not think we'd see. Uh, eventually, ob- eventually, I imagined it. Yeah, I mean, I think that when emotions get high and attraction runs deep, then obviously uh, people start to get more invested and jealousy comes out. Well, Ben and I are done with recapping the episode, but we still want more thoughts. And we want the thoughts from somebody of the age group ish um, <laughs> of the cast. And to this week, we have one of our producers, Kendall. Her grandmother has agreed to give us her thoughts. Big fan of the whole franchise. She's an 87 year old, and we cannot wait to hear from her. Let's get her on. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. 
we have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, we have a very special guest today. As we we mentioned, we have one of our producers, grandmothers on, lovingly named. Can we call you Mamie? Absolutely. All right, Mamie, let's get started. You were just sharing with Ashley and I that you keep a scoreboard every episode. Yeah. Every episode of The Bachelor, right? And now you've added a scoreboard to your viewing of The Golden Bachelor. Correct. That's correct. Okay, great. So what's the scoreboard mean? It means who I think is going to get cut (laughs) and what little notes about them. So who was on your list initially on this episode? Everybody. Oh, everybody was on the chopping block. Everybody makes the list, Ashley. Everybody <laughs> needs a point. And okay. then you get and broken I down. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. So what I mean, I guess, I is like, who did you, you think throughout the episode? Who were you yeah. like, all right, she's probably a, gon- a goner. Oh, well, you know, 
with the bachelor, they always keep somebody that's a little rough around the edges, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I'm not a fan of Kathy. Okay. I think she's a little rough, and he, I don't think that's. Oh, first of all, he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I sure think is. she's a little rough. And Ellen, I'm you don't like fan. Ellen? No. She like she's Ellen. entitled to her own opinions okay. here, Ashley. <laughs> um, <laughs> the what's the notes uh, that you have for each of those women? Kathy, I have a little rough around the edges. <laughs> And Alan is comes on too strong. So uh, Ashley, you obviously Susan, disagree. With- Susan is a nice lady, but not for him. I probably agree. She's a little rough around the edges. She's too. very Jersey. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. but she's kind. She fixes her hair and stuff. So she's very kind. Oh, the way that she did Teresa's hair was so sweet, and then yeah. it got then completely got ruined <laughs> by the car. <laughs> That would be me. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. My favorite is Nancy. Mm, Nancy's a good one. I understand the wedding dress thing. I understand that. I think she's very sweet. I don't know how long she's going to last, but I like her. Are you still married? No, I'm been a uh, widow for 24 years 24 years i'm so sorry well, that's a long time it's a long time but it's funny when she did the wedding dress because i was telling my daughter that it did it for me with a heath candy bar isn't that funny well oh, it's just like gary said it was cinnamon yeah it was his favorite and i went to a vending machine instead of bringing what i want a heath candy bar came out and I cried so much and hyperventilated and I was on a big busy highway and I didn't know if I could get home, but I made it. That was your husband. That was a sign from him for sure. Yeah. He leaves pennies too. But enough about me. <laughs> oh, I like talking about you too. Oh, he leaves pennies. Do you ever Is hear she- that? Yeah, I've heard about them leaving coins. Yeah. Sometimes you wonder. He didn't leave a coin, so I guess it's okay for me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mamie, this uh, this is going into such this this conversation here is is going into such an interesting part of this show. You know, I I imagine, or based on what you're telling us earlier, you've been a fan of the Bachelor franchise for a while. You've watched most of the seasons. Yeah. Um, have you been relating? with the golden bachelor in a way that uh, maybe was unexpected or did you believe that you were going to watch this show and be like, no, there, these are moments that I can def I've definitely felt and I can feel for them. No, I, it's hard to say. I was anxious to see what he was like and I was very pleasantly surprised. He's, he's a good guy. I can see that. And the women were very, very nice. So as I said, I didn't knock anyone out the first week. <laughs> my score sheet but i don't know if i would relate to them i laugh because the bunk beds that was the dumbest thing in the world (laughs) (laughs) what 60 plus year old girl is going to climb up into a bunk bed when we get down off of it in the middle of the night at least once or twice (laughs) (laughs) there's no way to fit everybody in that house otherwise though I know, but now they've eliminated people, so hopefully yeah, the girl on we the should top be good bunk now. needs to move down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, uh, the ladies all seem very nice. I hope they're all right there for the right reason and not just because they want to sell something like <laughs> I, themselves. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think they are. I, th- I think I would have a hard time picking out anybody that feels like they're not there for the right reasons. Um, Ashley, I am curious. You had mentioned when Mamie said that she wasn't a fan of Ellen, that you said you were, why are you a fan of Ellen? And do you agree? Maybe she is a little too forward. I think she's adorable. I think she's adorable. I don't know. She seems warm and she's, she's a pickleball player. She likes pickleball. Sure. Um, I do agree with you, Mamie, though, on Kathy. She's a little yeah. intense. She's extra. Yeah. yeah. I like Faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the something first looks like it's... The something... first girl that got the rose. She yeah, likes to do all the activities. She does. 
something's happening with Faith. You see in the scenes from the next episodes, the oh. teaser, it says it looks like Faith leaves on her own. Oh. I think she can't handle the pressure. I think so too, Ash. I think it's like one of those moments That's where That's what you, worries you, me about Nancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have more people here that probably are just like, oh, I've I've lost before in a big way and I don't I don't need to put myself in a losing situation again. Yeah. Yeah. The emotions feel like they're just gonna get higher and higher. You know, for this show, like I, I actually think that's probably a concern of the producers part when they put the show together is that by the end of the season, like our emotions just going to be like so on edge yeah. because everybody's so in it and you already get to see it. Maybe I am, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there, cause they won't be able to watch this. What categories are you uh, scoring each contestant on, <laughs> on your scorecard? What are the, I know you have notes and I know you have all the names, but yeah. is it, Walk us through how you do the scorecard in case somebody at home wants to recreate it. <laughs> recreate it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I put down all their names. Some of them I might forget, and then I have to add who they are because I thought they got hacked, but they didn't. <laughs> and then I make comments about them, like pretty girl with long, long hair, nice smile, or, you know, sounds cute or something like that. That's my scorecard. Mostly, it's came on strong and did a good job of selling herself. Do you know who that is? Leslie. Uh, Leslie. No. Oh, selling herself. Mm-hmm. Huh. Teresa. Uh, no, Teresa. That makes okay. sense. That makes sense. Teresa does as soon as they sat down in that booth, she started. Mm-hmm. My friends, I don't think any of my friends would ever act like that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by selling herself? What did she say? Well, she said, that's, oh, I love you so much. I think you're wonderful. I think we'd be wonderful together, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She makes a strong push, like immediately. Yes, right? my dear. Strong. Yes. Yes. I do. Yes, I yes. do think that that's something that a woman in her 60s can get away with. But if a girl in her 20s or 30s on The Bachelor said that, yeah. it would it would come off differently. Yeah. That's what I was we'd be like, whoa, girl, <laughs> hold on, you know? No, yeah, I love you. I'm ready to move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of hear that in paradise. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, you know, um, what was I was going to say that. Oh, it's funny because most of my friends are very uh, widows because I live in a 55 and over active community mm-hmm. and they're absolutely not interested in finding another man at all. But my mother-in-law, on the other case, when her, she was married three times, four times? Anyway, lost count on her. As soon as (laughs) she put one in the grave, she was out buying a new convertible. (laughs) 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 She had to have a man. And there are women like that. And I think these women are like. Okay. What do you think about Gary? You mentioned that you really like him earlier. I was saying yesterday during the episode, holy moly, there's no way we will be able to find another man to be the second or the third or the fourth Golden Bachelor that's going to compare to him. We were always going to compare people now mm-hmm. to the wonderfulness that is Gary. Uh, I think you're right. He, we had a say. <laughs> my set. He could put his shoes under my bed anytime. <laughs> That's Mamie, so good. I think you have got yourself a permanent spot here on the Almost Famous Podcast recap show. Well, it's not, uh, McConaughey, but it might be him now. <laughs> we go from Matthew McConaughey to Gary. You know, I was as we close up with you here, Mamie. I was watching Ashley, and I, I, I wanted to tell you this. I was watching last night's episode, and um. You know, obviously, 7.7 million viewers. We're going to get into that. Uh, or we already have gotten into that, Mamie, where so many people are watching this show right now. And Gary is, uh, you know, 71. I don't know if he turned 71 on the show or if he, he was 72. He just had a birthday celebration. I think know. he might be of turning 72. Yeah, they didn't let 72. us 72. He, uh, I've, you know, I've been able to speak with him on the phone twice now. And each time, uh, this was kind of before the season started, and he was very naive to the 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 exposure and kind of the fame and the attention he was going to get. And I was watching last night and I was like, I don't think this show is going anywhere. I think Gary is going to be kind of the like standard now for every Golden Bachelor season from here on out. Yeah. This there dude's will be like, more. We know yes, this now. 
But this dude's life has drastically changed at 72 years old. Like he went from fishing and playing golf in Northern Indiana to being a legit celebrity. I think, I think he's going to come after this and people are going to want to follow Gary's story forever. I agree with you. As I said, I think he's a very special person. He really is. They hit the gold mine finding him. What would it feel like maybe if you were 72 years old and you, you know, had lived the life you lived up to that point, And then all of a sudden you find yourself on the side of billboards and the side of buildings Ooh. and on talk shows. Like, just give us a perspective what you think that would feel like at 72. It would be funny and it would be funny and thrilling for about the first couple of weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it was, oh, this is too much. You know, get that's, that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my yeah. last question to you is how would you feel if your grandchildren were watching you kiss on TV? I think they would. Ugh, gross. I don't even want to see them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even the best. Thank you so much. And your granddaughter laughs in our in our group chat here. She goes, oh. LOL, Kendall. Maybe you got a great family. They're all awesome. So May I ask you one final question? When you yeah. said how many people watch... Is it only elderly or is it the young people that are watching it too? Oh, they everyone. Can't That's what's okay. special about this season Good. is like they have the full range of a demographic. Terrific. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think I think the metrics uh, that usually get measured by like 18 to 45, I think this show is blowing, like is, is making the metrics go into chaos because it's like 18 yeah. to, you know, we don't know 85, how to categorize 90. this. Yeah, we don't know we're how to figure this one out. As ads during it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's everybody. It was, it's fun. It's fun. Sure is. Well, you're fun. You're great. Thanks for coming on. We hope to have you again, Mamie. Uh, yeah. Really appreciate you taking the time. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. She was freaking... What was it? You can keep the shoes... No. Uh, what's the thing I want to start using? He can using? put his shoes under my bed. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, it. like Shania Twain's, whose boots, whose bed have your boots been under? Oh, I love it. He can put oh, his boots my. under my bed. <laughs> Ashley, uh, two weeks in a row with two incredible guests breaking down the Golden Bachelor. Obviously, their perspective is going to be unique, different. I love that Mamie um, can come to us with like the relatability and saying, hey, I, I know what it's like to have that random moment, right? Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. you smell cinnamon. You put on a wedding dress, you have a Heath bar, whatever it is. And it really brings up emotions. I also just love, I, I was interested in what, what, you know, watching last night and asking Mamie today, like, what would it be like to be really famous right away at 72? And yeah. I think she's right. It'd be really fun for a few weeks, but then I could see it being like, no, <laughs> like I've got all the money I want. I don't want anybody else breathing down my neck, thinking about my life. Like I'm good. Stop. Stop asking me questions, but I have a feeling Gary's life is forever going to be changed. Yeah, probably. I mean, hopefully, you know, he does live in a space like he lives in, you know, rural ish Indiana that like he can always like escape the limelight if he wants. But he's going to be called back from the show like all the time now. You know, like he's going to be taking more L.A. trips than he's ever imagined. Uh, Poor guy. Well, hey, uh, this has been another episode of uh, all the Almost Famous podcast, breaking down episode two of The Golden Bachelor, as Ashley mentioned earlier, and as I agree, this show is good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. We're loving it. So, hey, we'll be back next time. Uh, again, a full slate of content coming your way. But until next time, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Thank you for listening. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.